Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues the second session of the two-part series, The Next Move of God. This series was taught at the Bridge of Hope Church in Manchester, Kentucky. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick opened the message by sharing a dream he had about positioning and comparing his view of ministry with that of his wife, Debbie. On this broadcast, he asks Debbie to come forward and read his text found in Second Chronicles chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. Then he will share the first of five concepts that will bring the move of God into this world. And now, here's Brother Rick. But she took all those stubs and she lined them all up. And somebody asked us about writing a book. And I told them, I said, we're going to share the story. And uh, Debbie said, his first trip was to Kenya. And all of a sudden, I began to relive that. She's never known about that. And I didn't tell her because it was scary. I didn't want to freak her out because I was afraid I couldn't make another trip. And I began to tell about that story. And I looked and she teared up because she ain't heard that story. And then when I began to read the book that she had written, I realized I didn't know that story. See, she tried to get me to read a book for two months, and I'm like, I was in the car with you. I don't need to read a book. <laughs> My Lord, what a difference from the same front seat. Because we don't know what the other person's going through. Sacrifice has been made. What are you saying, Rick? I'm saying that the glory of God don't just pour out because we demand it. Something we got to do. And we don't really know what to do. How many of you know, we, we really don't know. We say, oh, God, show up. Show up, Lord. Double our church. Triple our church. You realize what you're praying for? You're a children's church worker, and you got 75 kids that you can't control but 20 of them. How many of you know you're praying for triple? You better be getting yourself positioned for that. What would you do if God actually answered your prayers and quadrupled the size of your church in a week? What would you do in the book of Acts if you preached half a sermon like Peter? Peter preached two half a sermons and they run 8,000 because the glory of the Lord showed up. Can you imagine this place if in just two Sunday messages you run an eight grand? Oh, God, show up, Lord, show up, show up. <laughs> you better get yourself ready. What are you saying? I'm saying the world's growing darker and the light's going to shine brighter and they're going to come by the groves and we ain't ready for what's coming is what I'm saying. You better prepare your heart for that. I mean, you know, I still love you. I'm just telling you there's something we do to prepare. And the only hint we've got of how to prepare is in the Old Testament. What will it look like? When God pours out his glory. See, what we fail to realize was the Old Testament had a great commission. You find out about it in Genesis chapter 15. The Lord issued a commission for them as the children of Israel that we were going to occupy a land called the Royal Grant. That would go from the Euphrates to the Mediterranean Sea. From Syria to Egypt. He mapped out a place for them to Conquer and rule. And that's what the Old Testament's about. That's why they had to conquer the cities in the book of Joshua. 
They had a commission. What did it look like? Well, we read about the end of the journey. In fact, I want Debbie to come and read because I'm crying and I can't see the book. But I want her to read about when the glory shows up because I want to whet your appetite. How many of you like to be around when a cloud forms over the church and people start coming by groves and it ain't got nothing to do with you? How many want to be a part of that meeting right there when God shows up? Dr. Parrish said to me, if you can get there about the same time the Holy Ghost does, you'll look a whole lot better. How many of you know if we just get there about the time the Holy Ghost shows up, you're going to look a lot better. I want Deb to read this, and then I want to go back and look at what he's doing. This is Second Chronicles five thirteen through fourteen, and it even and it came even to pass as the trumpeteers and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard. One sound. Everybody say one sound. In praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not even stand to minister by reason of that cloud. For the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Oh, that's what we need. Let's pray. Father, just speak through us tonight, Lord, what's on my heart. God, I really don't care how it comes out. I just want it to go in deep inside of us. Lord, that we hunger and long, Lord, for your glory that nothing else will substitute or satisfy. God, will not be enamored by Sunday service, but we'll hunger for a continual habitation of your spirit, Lord. Give us that desire, Lord. Give us ears to hear and understanding hearts and obedient wills, Lord, that we'll experience the glory that awaits us that's found in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody said Amen. God, that's what we want. See, the temple just took seven years to build, and the people that were there thought seven years was what it was about. <laughs> See, each one of us have a part in the plan of God, and God's been moving for years. If you think God's just going to move someday, you don't miss what God's already been doing. You know, we're praying, God, bring a revival. Do you realize 30,000 Chinese are getting saved every day? That sounds something like a revival to me. This ain't happening in your neighborhood. But God's moving. He's always moving. I said, God's always moving. We just need to get to where he's moving over us. And the temple took seven years to build. But it took a whole lot more time to prepare for it. In fact, it took 150 years before the glory of the Lord showed up. If you go back to Judges chapter 17... And you begin to read in Judges 17, 6, chapter 18 and verse 1, chapter 19 and verse 1, chapter 21 and verse 25, you'll read the condition they were in when they started. It says these same words, there was no king in Israel. So everybody did what was right in their own eyes. 
How many of you know that describes the United States of America right now? There's no leadership. Anytime there's a vacancy of leadership, there is the birth of anarchy, both in the natural and in the spiritual. We need to make Jesus Lord of our life, Lord of the church, Lord of Manchester. Are you hearing me? Once Jesus becomes Lord and we have authority in place, then everything begins to fall in place in our life. When Jesus becomes Lord of your life, you might not have been perfect, but things were moving towards it. And things begin to change because Jesus became Lord of the situation. <laughs> I didn't have all the answers. I didn't even know all the questions. But I knew something had happened to me. I remember when I got saved August 7th, 1972 at 735. You know how I knew that I was born again? Because the same people I wanted to slap when I sat down in that church, I wanted to hug when I got up out of the floor. I knew something happened to me. I'd pass from death unto life because I wanted to hug everybody in the building. You know, I still got that desire right now. I'd like squeeze every one of you like popping a pimple. I just want to hug you. I just want to share the love of Jesus with you. Why? Because I've been born again. Things are different. I don't know how the answers. But I'll tell you one thing, I know who the answer is. It's Jesus. Religion can't bring that to you. Only a Savior can do that. Everybody did what was right in their own eyes because there was no authority. And then God began to introduce some concepts I want to give you tonight. I'm going to try my best to give them to you quick, but that's no firm promise. The first concept that happened was they began to pray. And here's what I can tell you. You won't experience a move of God without experience a burden of prayer. And there was a woman by the name of Hannah. And here's what prompted her to pray. She became intolerable towards barrenness. That's what the church needs to do. We need to have an absolute intolerance if people are not being born again. She said, I can't be unfruitful anymore. <laughs> I can't do it because my husband won't be pleased. They'll continue to make fun of me because I don't have any children. And she became intolerable towards barrenness. See, we don't judge a service by how many people jumped up and down. Or whether or not we had a message or not. Or how excited we are as Christians. Listen, the devil don't care how infected you are as long as you're quarantined. As long as you're not disturbing his kingdom. You can jump, run, scream, and holler. But if nobody's been born again, you've missed the purpose of why he brought us together. We need to see salvation of souls. Why? Because they're dying and going to hell. And we know that we have the answer for their life. And Hannah began to pray. And I'm here to tell you, that's what I've been praying. Oh, God, burden the church with prayer. Give us intercessors, those that travail in the Holy Ghost, that sons and daughters can be born into the kingdom of God. Don't let our families get so comfortable and so lax that they don't even think about Jesus. How many of you know you come into the kingdom because somebody pray for you? My mama prayed for me. I went to Texas thinking I'd get away from God. I met every Christian I reckon in Texas because she was sick in the Holy Ghost on me from Harlan County. And I'd see people coming to me and they'd be grinning. I knew he's Christian. I'm like, you're Christian, ain't you? Yeah, I'm a Christian. How'd you know? I said, because my mama won't quit. 
She won't quit. I was trying to carry on meanness. You know, it's hard to carry on meanness when you're surrounded by Christian people and you didn't invite them. I knew I just as well go. I surrender. She was saying, Lord, don't give him a minute's peace. <laughs> don't let him get accustomed to that lifestyle. You shake him up. Sick him, sick him, sick him, sick him. I'm so glad she Nobody just comes to Jesus. You pray them in position to accept him. You know why we're not seeing more of the power of God? We're not seeing more prayer to God. Ow. Look at your neighbor and say, he still ain't mad at us. He's trying to help us. <laughs> He's just trying to help us. Because see, Hannah prayed and God heard her. Boy, for those prayer meetings where they think we've slipped a gear. Anybody ever been in them? <laughs> they thought Hannah was drunk. Because sometimes people got so used to just going through the formalities. When God really does move, they think you're weird. Because he don't read your bulletin. He actually thinks he's God and he moves like he wants to. You think you can program him in a time frame. How many of you know there's two words for that? Stupid. He's God. But when you pray, everybody say, I got to pray more. How many of you know that's true right there? We just got to pray more. There was a concept of prayer. There was no king in Israel. There was the absence of government. Hannah was intolerable towards barrenness. So she prayed. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a fruitful life.org. Thanks for listening.